Hi, welcome to episode 608 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I'm not a cat person or a dog person. I like llamas. I want a llama. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 645. Today is Fantastic Four, volume four, number seven, from July 2013. The Big Crunch by Matt Fraction and Mark Bagley. And so after what happened at the end of last issue, the Fantastic Four have been teleported from the beginning of time to the end of time Hence the title, The Big Crunch. We see that whatever he did has caused Franklin to pass out, horrifying his parents, who keep putting their son in these very dangerous situations, so it's hard to feel sorry for him. The ship is dark, but Johnny lights up the room. They look out the window, and they see this huge ship. It kind of looks like a dark version of the Ship of Lights from the last episode of Battlestar Galactica. They end up meeting people inside, and that there's a guy calling himself Yith. He's saying that they've encountered versions of Franklin Richards before, but not this young, and he'll be okay. Franklin looks at Yith and says, I like your cape. Well, it is a pretty sweet cape. It's got one of those little furry things on top. Oh, if only it were socially acceptable to wear capes. Yith also recognizes that something is wrong with Reed and the others, including Ben, which is that they're all suffering from that molecular decay, which Ben realizes is why he's been having these headaches. Reed asks Yith if he has a prisoner in custody, and Yith replies, Yes, you could say that. How does Reed know that? We see the prisoner, and it's Blastar. So these are the dudes who sent Blastar back in time in the first place, last issue. And Reed has an idea. He wants them to remand him over to the custody of the Fantastic Four. Why? Reed keeps forgetting that A. Blastar is very dangerous, B. He's traveling with very young kids, and C. Blastar is very, very dangerous. And Yith is like, We have the knowledge of five billion years. We should be the ones to dole out punishment. And I agree. Reed asks if Valeria can have a workshop to work on something, and Yith seems familiar with Valeria as well. So it appears that Valeria, the three or four year old, is in charge of fixing the damaged ship while everyone else waits around? That doesn't seem right. Ben is chatting with Sue, and he really, really wants to go home. And then he says something cryptic. I'm pretty sure I know what tomorrow is at our point of origin. And Sue replies, What? I don't. Ben, Ben, I'm afraid I, I don't, oh, oh Ben, what does that mean? Is Jonathan Hickman back? They see the ship, rebuilt, and Reed says it'll be better than before. When the FF are ready to leave, they ask Yith, what about his people? Are they staying? He notices that they don't have any kids there. Yith says they want to stay and see what happens after the big crunch. My guess, great abs, and another big bang. Next we see Valeria, 
and I was wrong. She wasn't working on the ship. She was working on something to take care of Blastar, something to drain him of his powers. Hey, I have an idea. Just let him die somewhere. Hell, they already let him die in the past. Just let the Yith people send him back as they already did and be done with him. Sometimes even a big liberal guy like myself can be infuriated by Reed and his so-called uh, super liberalism. I mean, when you have Reed who saves the life of bad guys like Blastar or Galactus or Spider-Man or Captain America or Batman who will not kill the Joker ever. I mean, come on. Snap that asshole's neck already. You've seen him kill people. Lots of people. He killed one of, you, he killed one of your Robins. Arkham Asylum has the same level of security as an Academy Award screener DVD. Ben tries to have a conversation with Reed, telling him that tomorrow is... He gets cut off by an alien, giving him the Hey, shut up! Side eye. Reed whispers to Ben that he is well aware of the significance of tomorrow. Let me guess. Ben wants to make it home in time for that parade that takes place in the summer. Once again, Reed implores Yith to return Blastar over to his custody. But Yith still wants to keep hold of Blasty. Franklin has Yith pick him up. And it seems that Franklin is using his powers on Yith in some way. Making Franklin's nose bleed. Is that another new facet of Franklin's powers? And it makes his nose bleed? You know, he's not Max Lord for crying out loud. Anyway, we go back to the scene from the start of the last issue, where they're about to send Blastar back to the beginning of time. But the suit breaks apart, and inside, it's not Blastar, it's Ben Grimm in his human form. Ah, so this is the day every year that he turns back to human. I'm surprised that Fraction even remembers that. So, the Yith go back, they check on the Fantastic Four, and Reed admits that while Franklin zapped Yith's mind, they, switch out, they switched out Ben for Blastar, and now they're taking Blastar away. I'm Reed Richards. Nobody is smarter than me, he says, or more humble. Ben teleports over to the ship, and Reed tells Yith and his people, Thanks for repairing our vessel. Enjoy the end of the universe. That's a rare quip from Reed. So the ship takes off, and soon after, Blastar wakes up. Reed tells everyone to stay calm. He says, Show our guest his quarters, and they teleport him over uh, to the negative zone. Ooh, some punishment. Now Reed asks Ben what he wants to do with the other 23 and a half hours of being human. Ben says he wants to go home. This is the one day of the year where he can have sex. You know, even I get more sex than that. I mean, you know, the circus is in town for an entire week. So meanwhile, over in FF Volume 2 Number 7 by Matt Fraction and Mike Allred, the Baxter Building is there in the negative zone, the Wizard has his new Frightful Four with Medusa, the Grey Guy is Blastar, Matt Fraction, he loves himself some Blastar. And do they want to make Bentley member number four? It is a step up from Pacepot Pete. We learn that Medusa is being mind controlled by the wizard, which is why she's acting all evil here. This leads us to a fight between the Future Foundation and the Frightful Four. And Blastar here, he seems a lot weaker than he does in the pages of the Fantastic Four. And Bentley uses his device to teleport Blastar away, where he ends up 
outside that ship at the end of the universe, everything comes full circle. So the Frightful Four are, defeat, are defeated, Medusa is back to normal, the Baxter Building is returned to New York City, the Wizard is left in the custody of Black Bolt and the Inhumans, and the issue ends with Alex Powers meeting Doctor Doom, who asks him to tell him about the Future Foundation's plans to end Doom. And that is a little less crazy issue of FF. So if you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at podcastff, and you can download other episodes of iTunes to find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Going for broke in a film noir smile Though it's hard to your easy style You don't let the clicks or injustice get you down It's more to find than what you pick up Sometimes the farthest isn't quite enough Shadows are good companions for the light that you see There's no